Bodies by the Numbers is a horror podcast. We sometimes cover mature content and often deliver spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. Okay. Okay. We're good now. We're good. Hi, and welcome to Bodies by the Numbers, a horror podcast where we keep track of how we die in horror media. I'm your host, Andrew Mag, and this is my co-host. Grace Lee. And today we are covering Cam Done in 2018, mm -hmm. a Netflix original directed by Daniel Goldhaber and written by Daniel Goldhaber, Isa Mazai. And Isabel Link Levy. Hmm. Isabel Mazai was, or I just totally mixed their names. Isa Mazai was the cam worker that I mentioned in the previous episode that oh. wrote a lot of the screenplay, did a lot of the stuff. And Daniel and Isabel just did little touches to the script here and there. Uh, so this is very much a experience i believe she went through as a cam worker herself not quite the having your full personality stolen from you but having slight identity theft crises here and there mm -hmm. and how the relationship with the police do go in those sort of situations yeah and also i bet there's also a factor of like what is popular wins if you are trying to compete with other cam girls. So I'm sure there's also kind of identity theft in the way that you have your own setup. And if you get popular, you notice your setup being replicated over and over and over again by other people trying to make money. I mean, I think that's just all media, including this yeah, podcast. Like, that's, that's fair. We hear something we like, oh, person who likes horror and their friend who's horror adjacent Let's put them in a podcast together. Yay! Do you know how many podcasts have that? There's a lot of podcasts yes. out there. There's so many podcasts out there. And, you know, you really just find the voices you want to, like, hang out with, usually, you know? Yeah, I get it. I know you're not as big into, like, listening to podcasts and stuff, but, like, watching our character Lola, mm -hmm. like, I'll just go into my feelings first for once, yeah. but, like, as a creator like i do a lot of the behind the scenes work for this i'm watching like how she's researching people i'm like yeah that's that's me whenever i'm not editing or working on the podcast yeah. i'm just like looking at all these new movies i'm looking at other shows seeing how they do stuff so i know where i can improve and like try to avoid pushing my personality as theirs or vice versa no that makes sense so i really like this movie i liked it before doing podcasting i think i like it a little bit more now oh, nice. just because of like i can really see lola slash alice as a kindred spirit now Aww. instead of just like the character going through the crisis and uh, how did you feel watching this? Uh, honestly, uh, 
I feel like this is a really good movie. It's just not my cup of tea. But honestly, what the movie mostly made me feel was uncomfortable. Especially just, oh gosh. Like, I don't want to get too into, like, you know, the storyline or anything like that. But there were just, like, a few moments where we saw, like, Lola's, like, genuine just kind of, kind of, like, unraveling. And I was just like, oh, should we give her a moment to herself? <laughs> should we be watching this? She seems to be having a bad time. Maybe we should just leave her alone. Uh, but, but yeah. Oh, oh no, I'm no, so sorry. I no, interrupted you. No, 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 no. You, I interrupted you. You breathed first. Please go ahead. Well, technically, we're conti- we just did a quick cut. There was some background noise. Uh, I'm going to reveal the behind the scenes. Oh, no. Ooh, no feels fitting for this movie actually yeah, it does it does yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but no it, it's like i find that like i said in the last episode this movie does a really good job at like making sex work not feel titillizing oh my yeah. god no it it really does kind of like pull aside the curtains and so to speak to like cam girling and like other like sex work like um only fans and stuff like that is that for the viewers it's meant to be sexual but for the people behind the scenes it is kind of like a clock they're nine in. to five yeah like they're nine to five they're clock in clock out like yeah so yeah with uh everything about cam being said Let's uh, dive into the plot synopsis. Pretty much, we start off with a just kind of like a video of a room. There's a bed. There's a couple of pillows. It's all kind of just got this pink like shade lighting going throughout the entire room. There's like a pink rug and a video. A uh, video. <laughs> oh my god. We're both bad with words. Yeah, so bad with words. But a woman um comes onto the screen, and you know she starts talking to the screen, starts chatting at it. And then uh, the kind of camera pans out a little bit and you see a group chat kind of appear on like the right hand like column. Obviously the woman starts talking to the group chat and the group chat starts talking back. And then that's where you get like the sense that, oh, this is like a cam girl. This is a cam video. One of the users, um, like I feel like there's kind of like a... What what I would assume to be kind of like a normal like group chat, like um, asking her to like do certain things or like, oh, you look so pretty or, oh, I hope you had a good day, blah, blah, blah. And then one of the users wants her to use a knife and, you know, the group chat starts like freaking out like, whoa, that's, that's too much, dude. And the girl herself is like, get out of here. Like, I'm just going to block you. She blocks him. He comes back and he's even more like insistent about the use of a knife. He calls her like a whore as well. Tells her he wants her to bleed. And, you know, the kind of group chat now becomes divided between backing this guy and a yeah, bleed. And the this is kind of gross. I don't know if I signed up for this. I think he even like the... Uh, antagonize her in the chat write something like I want to watch you split your vagina or pussy open something like yeah something along along the lines of that but she opens like her pink box of stuff and she pulls out like a pretty sizable knife 
And then she immediately starts getting larger and larger donations on the group chat. A lot of them daring her to do it. And then she obviously slices her throat. She gets a huge influx of donations and money. And then it turns out it's a gag. It's a, she like, you know, it's like a fake knife. She peels off like the fake skin on her throat. It's all fake blood. And then we kind of like end this scene and a little kitty cat pops into view and we are now on the other side of the camera. And it's just like the cam girl who we later find out is whose name is Alice is just talking to her kitty cat, telling her that we like, you know, oh, like, you know, I did such a good day today. Like I earned a lot of money. Yay. And then she's just kind of patting around the room that she has. She goes to a calendar that is like full of like these kind of like not planned, I guess planned events, but also like all the activities like she's done throughout the week. And she just kind of adds like fake suicide onto like the calendar. Also, for the listeners, you will hear us referring to Alice as both Alice and Lola. Oh, yeah. Because uh, one is her stage name. The Alice is her actual name in the real world when she's interacting with people like her mother, her brother... Because we do get to parts with actual, like, friends and family. Yeah. But anyway, as she's kind of just, like, walking around, she gets a video call from someone called Tink. A dude pops up. They start chatting through, like, the video on her laptop about him be actually being the antagonize her on her chat. And how they both talk about how um, great she's doing, how she went to, like... I think 63 to like 52 or something like that. And how, oh, wow, I've never seen anyone like rise up the ranks so fast. And they kind of chat back and forth. She has to run to grab like takeout that someone grabbed. And I do it like I do find it really amusing is that she runs to her front door to grab the takeout. And she's still in costume with fake blood and everything. It's like a varsity jacket. No bra and panties. That's all she's wearing right now. Yeah. And like, and so she just, she opens the door, grabs the takeout, and the guy on the other side just like barely blinks and just turns around to leave, which I find pretty amusing. But anyway, she goes back to the laptop where she's, you know, uh, talking with like Tink. And Tink is just telling her how he's trying to find a job, how he's just trying to move right now, how hard his life is, but how he'll support her through anything. And that's when she gets a video or a request for a video call from a guy named Barney. She has dropped his name a little bit Mm -hmm. at this point as someone she's trying to fish for even to Tink. Mm -hmm. So like Barney is a known client And is known for being a quote-unquote big tipper. So she kind of just makes a lot of excuses to Tink so she can end that call and start up a call with Barney instead. Barney tells her that uh, Princess X has been slacking off. And so, you know, he's looking for a new girl pretty much. And at that point in time, she gets into like a bath and she's talking with Barney. We then cut to... Alice at her mom's work. Her mom owns like a salon. 
Um, I think it's like a hair salon, but it's also, it's kind of like an everything. It's like a small town salon. I'd say it's just like a beauty salon. Yeah, a beauty salon. Like, I feel like there are some, like, if you get to a large city, there's like, oh, you can go to a place that's just like nails or hair or makeup. This one is in like, I feel like a smaller town. So it's like got the umbrella for a beauty salon. So it's literally everything. You could probably get like a waxing job done there as well. I'm sure there's just like kind of like nothing off the table. Um, but anyway, she's at her mom's place of work getting her hair done. And she's just talking to her mom who is asking her about like any dudes in her life while she is kind of just chatting with like clients. She's chatting with clients and like also while her mom turns her back, like sending in sexual pictures because like one client in particular is having a hard day. Yeah, so she's just going through this like album she has on her like in her camera of just like nudes like tasteful like nudes <laughs> honestly cash money you know what hey if it works it works and again it really does kind of it feels non-sexual it really feels like a like a nine to five she's like oh should i go for the butt shot or the ass shot i'll go for the butt shot for now we'll see how he likes that like again very kind of just clock in clock out as you know she's talking with her mom her mom kind of like walks away and her brother like shows up and it's revealed to this conversation that her brother knows that she does like cam work and sex work but her mom doesn't and that she wants to tell her mom but she's just like she wants to reach like top i think top 50 or something like that top yeah top 20 and and once she gets to like that kind of certain like imaginary number in her mind of like excellence then she'll tell her mom well also her brother seems so supportive at this point in the movie yeah. like he's like oh sick that's cool yeah it's like oh good job like glad you're doing well oh hey you should tell mom i think she'd be like supportive and all of that and then we kind of clip to Alice at like what appears to be like a kind of like a Dollar Tree. Um, she's just kind of walking around grabbing random things for her brother's birthday party that's coming up. Um, as she's walking around, she meets um, uh, someone like one of the workers there who she knows vaguely, probably from like high school or something Yeah, like that's that. exactly what I'm yeah. assuming. And she invites her to like her brother's like birthday party and stuff like that. And when she's looking across the aisles though, she sees Tinker in person like two to three aisles away but as soon as they make eye contact he like books it out of the store entirely like whatever he was buying whatever was in his shopping cart gone left there he's out he flees as we click to um alice back at home and she's kind of just like opening packages that like her clients i guess her viewers her fans have sent her and she's just on call with another cam girl and they're chatting alice is talking about how she's already dropped from like 52 53 or something like that to 55 already and just like how fast it works they also discuss alice's like three rules um her three rules which are like no like public shows no saying like i love you to her fans and also no fake orgasms so good for her but they kind of just chat back and forth and her friend which i think goes under the name fox or foxy i believe it's foxy yeah Yeah, I, and i think that's not her real name i think that's like her i client? believe uh to my knowledge it's just common courtesy to like have a stage name in adult work yeah just so it doesn't infringe on your private life Exactly. I don't know that exactly. Obviously, 
I believe there's a huge want for privacy when yeah. you're putting oh, your could, literal could, body out there. I could believe it. And I think um, Foxy even calls Alice by Lola her stage name. So I think they're using stage names with each other. But they do seem to generally be friends. Her friend is also trying to, like, coax her to work for a, a certain kind of, like, gig that she has set up. And um, Lola's kind of just waving it away. We then cut to Alice back in her, like, cam room, I think I'll call it, where she's kind of, like, studying other, like, cam girls working. One of the ones she focuses on is a specific cam girl at the number one spot called Baby. As this is going on, she gets a call from Barney, who she, like, kind of, like, chats with for a little while. We then cut to her, like, kind of, like, in gear, I guess you'd say, like, in lingerie, in her cam room, like... Also, before we dive into this scene, just, like, one slight detail we haven't really discussed. Between her scene, Tinker in real life, and Tinker to the next point, like, this show, basically... He's been blowing up her phone, trying to call her, trying to get in contact, and she's been blowing him off. Yeah, she's been, yeah, she's been rejecting all of his video calls, all of his chats, like, completely, like, stonewalling him. Getting back to kind of her, like, working is, um, she's kind of, like, in lingerie, in the cam room, and she's eating steak? As this is going on, she's again chatting with the group chat. The group chat is chatting with her, blah, blah, blah. And as she's going through this um, kind of event, she reaches spot number 50. She, like, opens, like, a glitter thing. Like, it's like, yay, celebration. And then she starts to drop rapidly down the list from, it like, 50 to 60. Like, she drops 10 places. Almost as fast as she hit 50, she lost it. Exactly. Like, so fast. Um, when she does some digging while she's still in, like, online, on, like, live call, she sees that Camgirl by the name of Princess X is sabotaging her. Princess X is saying, oh, for every notch she goes down, a piece of her clothing, a piece, uh, an article of her clothing is taken off. Which seems just like a really shitty thing to do. I feel like you could, like sabotage or like Lola and like less direct ways that kind of just seems like a dick move to make well I feel like that's just kind of a portrait of the people you know like no matter what industry if you're doing good someone's gonna be jealous and want to steal the spotlight from you no matter what so princess who normally does not do nudity, it's like her one rule. Oh yeah, she doesn't do nudes. Is going to like show her breasts if Lola drops 10 places. Yeah, and so I think she does get to the point where she's topless. But by that point in time, Lola logs off stream and cancels her live. And so Princess X stops. But she still, she was really like, Princess X was Bending, almost breaking her own rules to see Lola drop in popularity. And just to be clear, like, yes, she is topless, but like, she is still not shown her nipples. Her hands are clasped over her breasts. You, she still hasn't given her audience the goods. Yeah. Because why would she if the 10 places aren't fully done? Exactly. At that point in time, after Lola or Alice cancels her live, 
she gets another call from Tinker. That's when kind of Alice starts laying some serious boundaries where Alice is like, hey, I saw you at Dollar Tree and you told me you were moving. Did you move to my city? That's not okay. Like this isn't like acceptable. Like I don't wanna see you and I don't wanna talk to you again. And as this is going on, he's trying to tell her that he loves her, that like they're meant to be together. And she kind of just hangs up on him at this point in time. But at this also point in time, uh, she calls her other cam friend Foxy because, or Fox, um, and is telling her that she'll do the show. Is it at this point in time, she's desperate. So she'll kind of like do anything. Um, so she goes to, I, I, how did you describe it? it? Okay, so I don't know how many listeners were like, teenagers in the uh early 2010s but um i had some friends that did like the video game house thing together yeah it's... and they basically all bought a mansion out to make a game house you know like yeah. several different named performers for their platform yeah got together lived together and made it so that they could easily collab together and have a house that was pretty much dedicated to just putting out these games yeah. and cranking out collaborative content as fast as they could. And this is kind of the sex work version of that. Yeah, it appears like a pretty normal house has been bought and then kind of just made into a office space for cam work where like each girl who rents a room has it set up for her specific like cam work and that this is like a large enough house that it has like you know 10 15 rooms it's like almost like again like a proper mansion that each person like rents out a specific room to um have like their kind of cam work i think again another like division of separation between their real life and their cam life not only because alice has her cam room in her house in her apartment but these people have another separation where it's like they have a house they have an apartment and then they also rent an extra space to do that cam work in you get like little glimpses of two girls singing karaoke in their underwear i believe a girl just eating food in one room and it looked like some uh, flogging happening in a third room we pass before Something we go like to the room that Alice and Fox or Foxy. Lola and Fox in this situation are performing in. Yeah, and I want to say, though, before she goes up to Foxy's room, when she originally arrives to the house, some of the other girls who greet her are mean. And I didn't even recognize it at first, like the kind of like language they were using but when she walks in one of the girls says oh you look tired are you all right and i heard this as like yeah she's not having a good time but you were like no no no, that's like okay call me what you want but i'm a bitch yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i i hear people say like you know bless his heart yeah. you look tired having the family i have i know those are not words you want to hear See, like, I hear the, oh, have you had a long day? And I'm like, yes, I have. But for other people, they mean that as an insult. Like, it looks like you've had a long day. Therefore, you're not looking as great. Well, also, like, if you really stretch it out, sex work could be considered a part of the beauty industry. Yeah. Like, you know, the dark underbelly of it. But still, you are trying to look 
for better lack of word here, fresh, mm-hmm. young, beautiful, uh, energetic yeah. for your shows. So the fact that Lola is a sex worker, is in this beauty industry of sorts, and the first thing that's said to her is, you look tired. It's like, you bitch. Yeah, bitch. Get out of here. But anyway, and I would just like, see, I think someone who, when you have a kind of job like sex work that can be ostracized by main society, I feel like I would really like try to make sure that all the other people that would really understand what I'm living through would be like cared for, that I'd be more understanding. That does not seem to be the situation here. They seem to, it seems to be pretty cutthroat, at least in this like um, one company, I think it's FGL, this one girl's kind of like cam website, it seems to be set up to be very like cutthroat. And so the other girls are kind of just bitchy and mean. So she does the video with Fox and she rises up and I think she gets to the 47th spot. I believe somewhere between the 47th and 43rd, which is awesome. You're in the top 50 now of your own personal achievement. Yeah, hey, good for you. She does not seem like she's having a good time through the video, though. No, no, no. She's writing, I believe it was called the Vibatron, and basically the audience gets to pay to have it uh, stimulate her by going on, high, low, or off. And from what I'm watching in the scene is the audience is basically... um, Sorry to educate you on this. I don't want to be educated on this. Speaking of this. They are more or less edging Lola here. And it's kind of a weird scene to watch because as this is happening behind the camera, behind the scenes, you see a third girl holding like a oh, pizza yeah. menu and some sushi, like what you feel like eating. And the girls, yes, they're moaning on camera, having fun together. But as sushi is lifted up, both of their heads nod yes. Yeah, like, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I want sushi tonight. Sushi sounds good. Like, you know, it's kind of like they're thinking of what they want to eat that night, how tired they're going to be on the on the drive home. They're not like, thinking about the fact that they are currently entertaining an audience with yeah. their job. But anyway, we cut to um, Alice at home, and she uh, is kind of like, you know, tired after a night's sleep. She's in her own bed. She wakes up, and she tries to log into her account on FGL, and she finds out she can't. But she's also apparently live, though, at this moment in time. Also at this point in time is that she thinks someone's in her house because she can hear something. As she's wandering through, though, she goes to her cam room, opens the door, and finds her, like, sight up and running with her live on the, like, video, but it's not her. Like, it looks like a person exactly like her is going through a set, like a little, like, entertainment video, but it's not her and it's not a recording. Well, it's literally her set and it is literally a depiction of her, but it is a quote-unquote live show so why is this showing when i'm not doing a live show right now is kind of what she's going through yeah she calls like tech support they put her on hold um as she's going through like her calendar trying to find like a day that she did i think it was like a a pool with like little like blow-up dolls or something like that and she can't find that like specific 
set. Yeah, she can't find it at all. She's still on hold for tech support, and when she's calling saying, yes, I'm using my account, they apparently elevate her to tier two tech support, whatever that means, and again, put her on hold. She also at that point in time logs into an alternative account and starts messaging the chat, and she's immediately um, banned. She then tries again logging in at her new account called Teapot, and she starts messaging um, like, hey, what's going on? And that's also when she is answered by Lola, quote unquote, who's on live. So I think for this point forward, Lola will be who we see on the cam. Yeah. And we will call Alice, Alice. That sounds Just good so we can clear up some confusion going forward since they are both technically the same girl. Yeah. So Lola is answering Alice's questions in the group chat, which legitimately does freak Alice out. She um goes back to the Cam Mansion? Porn Mansion? I'm not sure. Cam Mansion. Cam works. Mansion. And she's showing the other Cam girls what's going on on live. And they are surprisingly unsympathetic and uncaring. And see, my thing is that, like, for me, like, if that was my entirely livelihood, I would be terrified of someone, like, stealing my job, pretty much. Like, that's her account. That's her face. That is how she makes money. And Lola is clearly still on live, like, you know, using, like this to make money and Alice is clearly freaking out as well and it's like the other girls either cam girls are just uncaring to her plight they're just like to be fair Alice is kind of accusing um ex-princess of stealing her account like that this is her and everyone and ex-princess though walks into the scene and does make a good point she's like oh if I was gonna go through all the trouble to find your twin to do like a live setup of you why wouldn't I just go and steal, like, the number one spot or the number two someone spot? Someone in the top ten. Yeah, someone in the top ten. And by this point, Alice has called tech support, confirmed that they do not replay old videos, mm -hmm. confirmed that, you know, it was not her on the phone while Lola was live. Like, Lola wasn't on the phone while Alice was calling tech support. Yeah. So, like, at this point, she's already gone through all the steps to know, like... No, that's not me. Yeah. Anyway, she goes back to call the FGL tech support as she's walking through a game store. And when she gives them her code to her account, it doesn't work. Like, they're not accepting it. They're like, no, that's not you. And she's like, no, but that is me. And they're like, without, well, without that code... I, you're not you. You're not you. So she grabs her brother's gift, like which is like a good handful of games, honestly. Like, this was made a couple years ago, but each of those games is usually like, what, $60? And she buys like five. I see like four or five what look like PS5 games. And in the background, I couldn't help to notice, like, I saw the remake of Blair Witch's, uh, like, title in the yeah. blurred background. I saw Don't Breathe in the background oh, as well really? like we just covered that so i'm like seeing 
a little bit of horror movies here and there on the shelf that I'm like, ah, I recognize yeah. it, even uh, though it's out of focus. Yeah. So, but she, she's like, that's a lot of money to spend on your brother. She must really love him. That's like probably somewhere around $220. Oh, just lowballing it. That's $50 a game with like done. a little bit of tax play with. Exactly. That, but yeah, that's, that's still a good amount of money. But anyway... She goes to her mom's job, like place of work, to drop off her brother's gift. And Tinker shows up with flowers and like a suit on. He tries to, she like intercepts him right in front of the door. And he's like, oh, I'm so glad we could get together. Is that your mom? I'm so excited to meet her. And Alice is like, what the fuck are you doing here? And Tinker's like, you told me last night. Also, this would be, like, the most terrifying thing. Like, she, to this point, made a, it very clear. Cam life's one thing, real life's another for me. So the fact that now this strange man that used to be one of her top benefactors is literally harassing her in real life. Yeah, going to her mom's place of work. Like, that's serial killer energy. Yeah, that's, like, really fucked up. Also, apparently, Lola told him that she loved him and that that's why he was there. And the thing is, is it how polarizing must it be for your alternate self to be breaking the own the, the rules you have for your job? Because telling clients that she loved them was one of the rules that she had for herself to never do. But anyway, we cut to her at home where she is trying to make a new account, but her ID is already being used. Like Alice, her real name, her real like state ID is already being used. And so she can't create a new account. This is the confusing thing to me, right? Like say you do want to make a second account. Why can't an ID have multiple accounts? That is weird. I feel like like that sounds a little like iffy. Like I I don't know why you wouldn't be able to make several accounts with the same ID. Because like, what if you want to do completely different personas? Exactly. So like, this is the only part of the film where it's like, haha, I found the chink in the plot armor. Yeah, because it's like also if you have a persona, like if someone's persona was like Cannibal Girl. And she realized she didn't really like being a cannibal. And she was like, yeah, I want to go for more fairy aesthetic next time. And so she's trying to make a new account without deleting her old account and her old followers. Anyway, it is a little odd. She does uh, go to Lola's account where she's live. And Lola is in a library, a public library, like stripping. And Alice is clearly freaked out because that's her doing things that she would never do. It's very, again, it's very, oh God, it, it really is starting to break Alice's own reality. Anyway, she tries to forget all that and go to her brother's birthday party. And from what she doesn't hear, but we as the like viewer see, are some of her brother's friends watching Lola live. Which is like... It's weird. It's I think gross. he made a really good point. Why the fuck are you doing this at uh, a public birthday party, yeah. basically? Yeah, no, it's like, okay, yeah, like, you're watching porn. Like, yeah, a lot of people do. No hate, man. But, like, why are you at, like, your your best friend's house watching porn of his sister? 
That's weird, dude. I don't think the, like, I don't think Alice is weird for making porn, but watching porn at, like, a public gathering? That's weird. Like, I get it. That's creepy. That's a little gross. You want to, like, tease your friends at every God-given moment you can do it? Oh, God, yeah. But, like... Especially when you're in high school, you're like this extra level of vicious and mean. But to me, the disconnect is still like watching porn at your friend's house. Yeah, like I can get like you're at school and you're like, I saw your sister's live the other day. And it's like, okay, that's gross. It's weird. Like, shut up about it. Like, you know, you can tease him about it later if like, you know, you want to be mean about it. But at a birthday party and you're just in a public gathering like your mom is probably there dude aren't you weirded out anyway alice is kind of just wandering around like her mom's house um she has like a birthday cake she drops the birthday cake off like in like the kitchen she's chatting with her mom she's also chatting with her like high school acquaintance that she met up with. Um, yeah, no, it's the same girl she ran into at the dollar store and yeah, like yeah. panickedly invited to this. Exactly. And like the girl's like, could you take a picture of me in this outfit? And I'm really questioning how you get a good picture of her that close to her face. She's like, all right, here you go. And I'll get one with your boobs in it. It's... Look, it's a movie. They're not actually taking pictures. But anyway, so like also at that point in time, her mom is like trying to bring up what Alice does for work. And Alice is like expertly like backflipping through excuses and non-answers. And then her, the acquaintance that she invited to the birthday party is like, can we not talk about work? Like, I don't want to talk about work. And I'm like, I feel you. I feel you. They're still chatting in the kitchen when the boys, like her brother and his friends, are fighting. Like her brother is in a physical fight with one of the boys and they're coming into the room and one of them is literally playing her live on his phone. And like nightmare Ugh. scenario completed. Yeah. Mom's the one to pick it up. Yeah. And like see her daughter doing porn live right so there. Like the entire party crashes to a halt. Yeah. Alice manages to grab the phone, turn it off. But at that point in time, everyone is looking at her like, oh shit, you do porn? But it's a, it's a, not a, not good. People are shitty and her mom is disappointed. So she well, kind of just runs away. Also, like, I'm super let down with the brother. Yeah. Because like. Before this, he's all for her. And, and very supportive. Like, he knew all about it. After this point, he doesn't even look or talk to her for the rest of this script. Which is kind of a bullshit move to make. Like, you knew your sister made porn. You were fine with it. Why are you being chicken shit now, man? And, like, I think it's that shitty thing called peer pressure. Like, yeah. oh, now I have to be embarrassed of you because my friends know what you do. Yeah, which is just kind of shitty. <sighs> we cut back to Alice back at her home. Um, and she's, well, watching herself live. She also is, like, in the group chat as, like, Teapot. And she's asking, like, Lola to hit herself, right? And it kind of starts to devolve until... Lola brings out a gun, like, and it devolves even more with all the donations coming in where she loads it. And we just see, like, the thing is, is that there is, 
group chats and messages on videos can be horrifying. Oh, we turn like, into like a mob. A we do. Up mob. Savages. We turn into monsters. And so she's just watching this live go as Lola loads a gun, puts it in her mouth, and commits suicide. And just like, when she was doing it, she was in control and she wasn't looking at the comments, but now she's reading all the comments as she commits, as Lola commits suicide with her face. And she is breaking down. Oh, she's like sobbing. It's brutal. Like, if you think her knife kill at the beginning of the movie is like really expertly done, she like goes limp, she dies, and then comes back like, hey guys, and rips off the prosthetic. But, like, this gun scene looks like a straight-up snuff film. Yeah. So, like, on top of, like, oh my god, that's my gimmick, you're literally watching yourself be murdered at that point because, like, I never did that bit. Yeah, and it's just... And watching all of, like, the dehumanizing comments come from, like, the group chat, just, like, eating this up is... Not good, but also Lola reaches top 20. Yay. Yay. Um, she also, Alice calls the police. She is freaked out enough that she calls the police, which, well, I'm going to be honest, they are less than helpful. Uh, cops suck, if you didn't know this. Well, like one cop, the moment he realizes it's sex work, he takes the call as fast as he can yeah. over the walkie. And the other one kind of creeps in on her. Yeah. Like, do you ever like do it with your um clients, clients yeah. and like asking these really sex with them inappropriate yeah. questions and then when she says no i do not have like intercourse with my clients that's not that's not that's not what i do he's like such a shame and it's like oh gross yeah that it's properly disgusting yeah luckily they leave because well there's nothing they can really do because Police are useless. If you don't want this to happen, you should have never been on the internet. Yeah. Or something like that. And one then, of the oh, yeah. Quotes. And one of the quips is like the guy who was uncomfortable is just like, it's the internet. Just stay away from the internet. Like that is at all possible in this day and age. But well, anyway. Like, in 2018, that was hard enough. But like a year later, a little over a year and a half later, we hit a pandemic. Where the internet is now fully embedded into society. Yeah, no. As she clicks back to the live to watch it, Lola talks about how her and Baby, like the number one like cam star on the site, are having a show together. And then Lola is like talking about it, like talking about this live show that she's going to have with Baby. And Alice is like, a little, like, you can see something click behind her eyes because she clicks back to Baby's, like, site, like, Baby's, like, number one, like, live podcast, and... Podcast. Podcast. No, no, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, but she clicks to Baby's, like, live show, and Baby is um, also talking about, oh, yeah, how, like, she's going to do, like, a live with Lola, but some of the words and phrases that she's using ring a bell in Alice's mind. And so she clicks back to the... Um, Lola's first, videos. Yeah, one of the first 
Lola only videos, not Alice videos that she saw, or like when that first like live that like took her kind of like identity from her, and they are almost quoting each other line for line. It's literally the same dialogue. It is. And as she's kind of freaking out about this, she asks, um, she calls Foxy and she asks for Baby's real name. And Foxy tells her that she'll like, you know, ask around. But then Alice is like, no, 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 I'm going to get to the bottom of this. So she visits Barney, one of her clients, one of her top tippers, who is apparently one of the major tippers for the entire site itself. So she goes out and she visits him in person at his hotel. They go out to eat at this Mexican restaurant. I love the authenticity. Oh, God. It's fucking great. It's like American Spanish. It's so... mm. You know, when a white person is coming up to you, serving you, you know, your classic American Tex-Mex type of Mexican food... And, like, butchering the Spanish while doing it. like, no bueno. It's... It's... I think that's what I say, actually. I think I say no bueno. Oh, God. It's rough. Yeah, it's not good. (laughs) God, I... Like, I... So, one of the last jobs I worked at, like, I had several, like, co-workers who were, like, their first language was Spanish. And, like, sometimes, like, you know, like, we'd be chatting back and forth and there'd be, like, translation errors. Or, and I'd be like, oh, like, wait, how do you say that in Spanish? And they'd tell me and I'd be like, oh, yeah. And then I'd try to repeat the word or phrase and they would just pause and they would look at me and I would die a little on the inside. Like, oh, I'm going to stop now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, Grace. I'm so sorry. It's fine. I do the same shit. I know. Anyway, but... She's going out to eat with Barney at this Mexican restaurant, quote-unquote Mexican restaurant, and she starts asking Barney about Baby, the cam girl, because as Barney keeps telling her, he's the reason why people get to the top ten. He's the reason why Baby's number one. He's just the real backbone of this industry. He's the reason why these girls are eating tonight. I mean, Barney is also like this fat white balding guy like he is kind of a gross person to look at like so no wonder the sleaze bag is like filling these girls pockets with money and then on top of that like feeling this um sense of power not just power but i feel like ownership over the girls definitely like he really does credit all of their quote-unquote success to him and uh, anyway, it's just, it's just he's just weird about it. And as he's like talking to her, Alice gets enough clues to actually go searching for Baby's real name. So she says to Barney that she has to go to the bathroom. So she runs to the bathroom and she starts looking up Baby. She and she does manage to find what looks like to be her real name. At this point in time, though, Lola goes live and Barney gets a notification on his phone that one of the cam girls has gone live. When he sees it's Lola, Barney gets confused and he goes looking for her in the ladies' room. And instead of being like, oh, hey, this is weird. Is this like your twin? Barney again gets very predatory. He thinks that she's scamming him or that this lady that he met up with, he doesn't think she's Lola. He thinks that she's someone else trying to scam him. And it gets really weird. He gets, he again, he gets predatory. Like, here's the thing. I feel like this is 
Barney's true nature, unfortunately. Yeah. Like, this guy is always a predator in this movie. It's just before he was the predator that gave him money, and now he's, like, actively trying to kidnap Alice. Yeah. And saying, like, oh, my wife can't hold her liquor, when all she ordered was water. Yeah, she only ordered water. And then when he comes into the bathroom, he's trying to, like, oh, God, like... He is like, oh, I get it. You need money or drugs. And he grabs her and he puts his hand around her mouth because someone's knocking on the door because one of the workers, one of the, like the like servers at the restaurant saw a dude walk into the lady's restroom. So he's knocking on the door and he opens it and he just sees Barney like with his entire arm wrapped around Alice and his hand around her mouth. You and almost can't see her with how much like he is like imposing himself over literally. her. And he's like, oh yeah, like my wife can't always like her. As he's forcing her out of the bathroom and you just see like all of these other people in the restaurant like staring like and I, me, I'm like, fucking, you can clearly see that she's struggling. Do something. But you just see all of these shocked faces around them. And then Alice bites him, which good on you, Alice. Um, but she bites him and she manages to get away and run out of the restaurant. I'm kind of shocked he didn't chase her. I Well, I mean, I think it was because there was so much public, like, notice at that point in time. Like... He was trying to keep it casual, but as they were walking more and more into the center of the, like, the restaurant, this was a full restaurant. And I think if he had tried to manhandle her out the door, I think at, hopefully at some point in time someone would have called the cops or been like, no, she clearly, like... And I think he would have, if she got away and he was chasing her, him actively chasing her, I think would have raised enough alarm bells. I'm just saying, like, he had 15 minutes before the cops would even be there, typically speaking, so he could have chased her. He could have chased her, but, um, no. where would he take her back to? Because he's on a trip. His, I guess he could take her back to his hotel room. Or it could be, like, one of the more true stories in the world where, like, he kidnaps her and kills her. I guess, but I don't think Barney is that type. I think he's predatory, but I don't think he's a killer. And he has, like, as much as I hate to say this, he has, like, easier victims. I know that sounds <laughs> terrible. It sounds terrible. But, like... It's exactly who Barney is. Yeah, he's, like, oh, God, he's not a killer. And he has enough, like, money to just, oh, God, like buy easier victims and that sounds terrible and we're moving on we cut to alice who was watching the live of like baby and lola and uh, that's also when alice starts um putting in baby's real name into like the search engine and I can't remember what her name is. I think I wrote it, it down. It was Danielle. Um, I think it was. Ha I think it was Hannah Darren. Actually, I think it was Hannah Darren. I think. Yeah. It was Hannah. It was Hannah. It was Hannah. Anyway, so she puts in Hannah Darren into like the search engine, and her obituary comes up. And like from her like Facebook page, you can see that she died in a automotive wreck. Yeah. So. For once, I think I'm going to put one of these on our tally just because, like, we know that this is related to the story. 
Yeah. So she looks and she sees like obviously the obituary, but also she's kind of like flipping back and forth and she goes back to the live and she sees Lola going through her house. Like Lola and baby have left her camera room and are now walking through her house, filming the boxes that she has, that she hasn't unpacked, going through her house. And then they get to her bedroom and Lola is going through her personal pictures of like her mother and her brother. And now here is where I, so my thing is that this is live. So this is happening right now, but they're in her house and either she's pulling up AI generated pictures or she's like, this is where some of like the reality for the movie kind of breaks for me a little bit. Like I could buy that maybe like with how often she uses her camera that it's been filming her house, but I don't think she would have ever been like showing pictures of her brother like on to like the camera. But anyway, but maybe like- What I feel like is the most likely of the situations is we watch her go all around her house with the laptop, yeah. with her phone, both connected to her account. Yeah. So I'm just assuming, like, this program or whatever we're facing, we never get a name to this entity or virus. But it probably had enough images to, like, AI the rest yeah. of it. because to, like, like, generate, like, a fictional, like, replica of her room. It's just when she starts pulling up pictures of, like, her brother that I'm like, I don't know how that virus would have those. But anyway, Alice is not having a good time. She's kind of having a bit of a breakdown. Oh, this is a total, like, breach of privacy. Like, yeah. I do not blame her for, like, completely melting down here. Yeah. But anyway, so she tries to go, she leaves her house. I think like this happens at night. The next morning she tries to go to her mom's house and on the side of her house is painted whorehouse, like spray painted, which is not good. She walks in and she sees her mom and her mom is, honestly, I think her mom has kind of gone over like the shock of the initial reveal. And at this point in time is like a lot more like, Accepting. Accepting. Her mom also lets her know that she watched a little and that she thinks she's good at her job. Honestly, I feel like this is a mom being like, all right, all right, what's my daughter doing? Okay, cool. All right. All right. That's what you chose to do. I'm I'm just going to be your mother and support you. Yeah. Which honestly, yeah, good for her. Um, But she does also try and tell her mom what's happening and her mom doesn't understand. Like, her mom's like, oh, no, you just gotta, you gotta take, like, credit for your actions, right? Like, don't try and, like, split it between, like, this fictional person you have. And Alice is trying to explain that someone has stolen her identity, and her mom just isn't getting it. And that's also when her brother walks in and won't acknowledge her, won't look at her, won't touch her. Which is, again, like, he, really shitty. He even ro recoils when she, like, touches his shoulder. Yeah. So, like, for me, it's like... Fuck your friends, like yeah, it's that's your, your sister. sister. Yeah, who bought you like, like at minimum two hundred dollars worth of games, dude? Well, like, not just that, but for the sake of the story, I'm gonna put him at like seventeen or eighteen years yeah. old. He's old enough to like be a bit more mature about this, yeah, and be like, 
you're my sister. I get it. I just need space right now. Yeah. But anyway, we cut to um, Alice, who's at like an internet cafe. And she's doing more research into Hannah Darren, a.k.a. Baby. Apparently, she died six months ago from, as you said, like a car collision. And when she puts into, like, when she goes to the FGL, like, website, she kind of limits Baby's videos to, like, the past six months. Because theoretically, after that, she's been dead in the ground. And she finds all these, um, joint, like, videos or videos where Han, um, Hannah, or aka Baby, filled, filmed with other people because she can't. Because Baby is dead. So it has to be that those accounts are also ones... Um, infected. Infected and are now puppets of what they originally were. And, like, I'm not going to count the other... I think we see two other accounts aside from the Lola account. I think we see actually four. I think there are four. I mean... I know that there were, like, four other, like, women that she filmed, but we don't know that they're dead. Yeah. I mean, they could have just decided to give up or choose, like, a regular old, like, serving job down in their hometown. Like, we didn't know that the other people that Hannah films with are dead. They just no longer have control of their cam accounts. One of the um, kind of uniting factors between all of these other joint accounts, though, is that they've all been... They're not, being, not been clients of a client, but they've all been like... Tinker is their top friend. Yeah, Tinker is one of their top friends in all of these other, like, cam girls accounts. So she goes looking for him because he had told her where he was staying. So she goes looking for him. And also, I love that she was just knocking on all the doors of this, like, um, motel. And when she knocks on one of the doors and, like, a woman pops out, she's like, Hey, I'm looking for, like, a greasy, sweaty man about this yay big... And she's like, yeah, try room three. <laughs> I know. Like, how uh, sweaty and anxious do you have to be to where a total stranger confronts you, asks you for a sweaty, nervous man for you, be like, oh, yeah, he's in room three. I do find that really funny. Anyway, so she, you know, um, you know, goes to room three. There's Arnold. Also, Arnold prom like also he says himself in third person because she's like oh hey Tink and he's like oh no it's it's Arnold and also Arnold is here to help like he I think he even says it like in third person like that he's also one of the things is is that one of the in this scene is that Arnold is sitting on the bed and Alice is sitting in a chair and right behind her is like a cross and Arnold keeps telling her that you're strong. You'll make it through. Like, this is clearly someone who just stole your account because she's just, she just, she's just not as good as you. That she just wants attention. And he's just really creepy. He's like, you should stay here so you can stay safe. And Alice is like, look, you're creepy. I'm not getting on the bed. I'm just going to stay here. But yeah, I could use your help since you are in tech support. Well, also like, to me, it's like, not only is he trying to play, like, the savior, but, like, this man is so lost in the delusion of she loves me. Yeah. Lola loves me. And he's confusing Alice for Lola because Lola's now, the account Lola is saying things like, I love you. I believe Lola's faking her orgasm. She's doing public shows. Yeah. She's broken the three tenets that made Lola when Alice was Lola, 
who Lola was as a character. Exactly. They both kind of just like pass out and eventually Alice wakes up to um, some suspicious noises coming from the bathroom. The sink is on. You can hear Lola's voice and you can hear the slight clap clapping of Tinker, a.k.a. Arnold, masturbating. Yeah. Anyway, um, and apparently he's doing it to like... uh, Research. Yeah, research. (laughs) Yeah, fucking... So anyway, Alice comes up behind him and fucking immediately grabs, like, her taser that she's kept in her back pocket and just tases him in the neck, takes him down, and is like, what the fuck is going on? Did you make this? And he kind of, like, spills to her about the whole situation. He tells her that it that this virus is on all the campsites and that he's been to so many cam sites and watched so many like cam girls that he can kind of predict the pattern of who it'll prey upon next and when it will show up. I just wonder like in the life of Tinker how many women has he watched their lives get destroyed by this? Yeah and he's never mentioned it before. He hasn't gone to anyone. He's not tried to stop it at all. Like and the thing is is that he knew this was happening and like Alice confronts him and he tries to back his way out of it like he didn't know for sure this was happening and also he had moved he had like left so he could come help Alice in case it happened I'm here to save you and but like Alice makes a good point she was like you've been stalking me for months and you didn't think to warn me beforehand you were waiting until it was too late Like, you could have told me before this happened, since you apparently know the signs. But anyway, so apparently, like, apparently he's just, he's just weak chicken shit. We knew this all along. He's not a good person. But, um, he still kind of just tells her that, uh, yeah, this is prevalent on all the campsites, not just FGL. And that it's, like, a virus that just takes over cam workers and kind of just makes them popular or not makes them popular but once you reach a certain level of popularity it steals who you are exactly but what alice does is she walks up and she takes tinker's computer and it's still to lola's like live chat or not her live chat but a personal call so now alice is on a personal call with lola and lola's like oh who are you? Are you Tinker's girlfriend? It's nice to meet you, Tinker's girlfriend. Do you want to be friends? And Alice comes to realization that it doesn't recognize its own face. Also, like, like this gives me the the some weird vibes because it's like, wouldn't you not want your client's partner to bust in on you? I mean, but it's also, it's it's an AI-generated virus thing. I don't think it cares for... Still, I, I, I feel like AI should be smart enough to be like, oh, this is when I hang up the call. Bleep, bleep, bleep. I guess it doesn't. I mean, maybe it just thinks that the girlfriend is also kinky. Who knows? Fair. Who knows? You know, you never know. Um, But anyway, at this point in time, like, Alice is in, like, incensed. She is, like fuck all this shit she goes home and sets up a mirror what she does is oh god what is it like um her where you put your makeup on it's a vanity oh she goes to her vanity which has a mirror and then she grabs a large mirror and she puts it behind her 
it's a it's her TV for streaming, so she could <gasps> oh, yeah. see the live chat earlier in the movie. Okay, so it's her vanity mirror, and then behind her is the screen she uses to like yeah, usually watch her own like live. That way, you see her in the mirror, and then you also see her behind herself in the FGL like chat. And it creates this like kind of really cool infinite loop shot. It really does. And that's when she logs into Lola's live stream and then requests a personal chat, which Lola accepts. And then, by the way, Alice is using the account Teapot again. Yes. So Alice goes and is using the account Teapot and she says that Teapot actually wants this live to go public. And so Lola makes it live. And then you see the group chat pop up again. And they're all like, two Lolas? This is crazy. I didn't know you had a twin. That's when Teapot suggests a competition to see who the best Lola is. Just going to be honest with you guys. The competition does not go well. It definitely goes somewhere. Um, So... Lola proposes that they say like a kind of monkey see monkey do scenario to see who the best Lola is. Lola does. Alice says that Lola agrees. Oh shit. Sorry. I'm, I'm getting mixed up. This is why we're going with Alice and Lola. Anyway. But so Lola on the live chat does the kiss of hand below fake kiss. I love you guys, which Alice has to replicate, but because that's one of her one rules, she kind of fumbles the bit. And so she loses. So she has to strip. And then when she says, okay, Lola, do this. She smashes her head against the vanity, breaking her nose, which Lola does, but it also doesn't break her nose. So then she has to do it again to for Lola to break her nose. And then... No, no, no. What happens is after she breaks her nose the first time, like, the camera's done this a few times through the movie ever since the AI took over. But, like, uh, when she breaks her nose, the AI Lola, her face glitches out for two seconds and just repeats the same injury that Alice has. Yeah. Uh, you okay? I'm not, I'm fine. Uh, Alice, I'm just, the the scene in the movie is now in my mind and I don't like it. It's, it's not letting me escape my own mind. Anyway, so Alice then does it again, breaking her no, own nose even more. Just blood is gushing. She is losing consciousness because of the pain. But uh, Teapot wins the competition. And what Teapot, wa- Teapot wants, or Alice wants, is the password to Lola's cam account, which Lola gives her. And half passing out, Lola... Oh no, not Lola, but Alice manages to go into the settings and delete the account for Lola. So she wins! Yay! Yay! Um, It's a sad victory, too. It's a really sad victory. The camera's doing a great job at, like, uh, doing a focus shift to simulate, like, Alice is losing consciousness. She is bleary-eyed. She's crying. She's, she's most doing... likely concussed. And, like, she's her not... nose is broken to shit. It's fucked up. And then we get a cut to Alice in front of the mirror. And she's been fully healed up. Like, her injury's fully healed. But her nose is fucked 
up. It's clearly been broken a couple she times. She has a boxer's nose. She has a boxer's nose now. And so uh, we get another scene of her at her mom's beauty salon and her, at the beginning of the movie, Alice was telling, as Lola was telling her chat that she can't actually do makeup, that she's actually terrible at it. And so she had to go to her mom to get her makeup done so that her nose looks like, because her honestly, I think her mom kind of used a little bit of magic. Um, the magic of like, uh, what is it like um, Contour. contouring to like fix her nose, and she looks pretty much exactly like she used to. And one thing that I'm a little was I was kind of disappointed in was that um, so after she has like her nose fixed and she's all dressed up, I was hoping that Alice was gonna go on a date or is gonna go to the ice cream parlor, but it actually reveals that Alice has made a new account on FGL. As I think Eve bot Eve bot as Eve bot she's made a new account and instead of pink or red her theme is now like blue. She's gone more sci-fi with it. Yeah, she's gone more sci-fi with it, and um, she's just booting up another account. Honestly, like you might be sad seeing that, but I feel like she's empowered doing that. I feel like she's taking that power back for herself. And hopefully, you know, not run into this again in the future. See, that's the thing that I'd be terrified, though. Because, like, you go through all this trouble to manage to, like, grab your personhood back. And, like, I feel like unless she manages to actually defeat the virus, because we don't see any proof that the virus has actually been stopped, is if Baby is still doing live streams, then, like the virus is still up and running. So, well, like... Maybe she'll also be less competitive to get up to there. Oh, that is Maybe true. she's just doing it because she likes to do it and because Lola was an aggressive competitor. That is true. She wanted to get to the top spot. And again, we I theorized is that once you reach a certain level of popularity, that's when it steals your kind of ID. And also one of the things is, is that... Alice uses a fake ID to make her an account. So actually the only account that can be stolen is a fake one. So I guess it's like live and learn, right? She now has a fake ID that she's using to set up these accounts so that none of her real information can be stolen. So I so, guess, yeah, you live and you learn, man. I, I'm hoping that the Eve bot account isn't going to be that same aggressive push to Competitive, win. yeah. I feel, I hope for her... That this is like, I'm doing this because I love this, not for the competition. Yeah. And I guess that's why I feel more empowered for Alice as a character going back to that yeah. after such a traumatic experience. It's like, I'm hoping that she is doing this job and that she never has to break her quote unquote rules again. Because she had to break them. She broke almost all of her rules yeah. just to win. Yeah, to kind of beat the virus. Because the thing is, is that for a while, her Lola was breaking all of Alice's rules. And at the end, she had to break her kind of almost founding rule to, like, win fra win uh, against the virus. And so hopefully anything she does now, she won't have to break her rules for. Well, also, like, the only reason the virus lost is because, like, she was literally breaking her nose and the virus was glitching out just trying to replicate her injuries. Yeah. So 
I feel like, one, it's a good symbol of, like, the real thing's better. Practical's better, as I always kind of preach. Yeah, practical's better. But at the same time, like, man, I just want her to have a happy ending. I just want her to have a happy She had such a hard time. And I'm just like, man, maybe just... I mean, I know it's on practically, like, all the campsites. Couldn't you have done... Uh, chosen a different campsite though because clearly like the tech support is shit on this campsite couldn't you have done a different one perhaps but that is the end of cam and we only get one off-screen car wreck in this movie oh yeah no one else dies no one else dies this is almost a movie you could get through safely yeah almost almost unless you're number one on a cam work site and i don't think the virus killed hannah or baby i don't think the virus actually killed baby i think baby's death was a byproduct but i don't think that the virus tried to kill her i bet she was like freaking out like in her car trying to get her account back or she was just live viewing herself and she got into that car wreck my like personal fear is that she killed herself in the oh, car wreck because her awesome. life is gone yeah. she can't get it back so that's the very dark read on it it honestly you that's probably what happened but uh we never know it's off screen but all that's just a theory yeah sad it's very sad um the soundtrack is sound depressing Oh. Is it Barney was probably one of the last people to see her alive? Because he, like, yeah, because a few months, like, like pretty much six months ago, he went and he visited her at her hometown, talked to her, walked her around. And then, like, I think, like, probably less than a month later, she dies. Or it was Barney. Oh, who killed her? Yeah, new conspiracy theory. Barney killed Barney him. made the virus. Ooh! He I probably killed Baby. I made it look like a suicide. I don't think he did that. I don't think Barney... Barney's not smart enough for that. But here's the thing. He has that type of ownership to make him psychotic. Oh! We saw it in the Mexican restaurant. Oh, definitely. I don't think he's smart enough, though. I... I don't think Barney killed Baby. I don't think... Barney created the virus, but it is very depressing that one of the last few people that she probably interacted with was Barney, who was so predatory. Anyways. Anyways, sorry, moving on, moving uh, on. The soundtrack and sound design is actually pretty fun in this. Oh, yeah. A lot of, like, upbeat, poppy songs to kind of match the visuals you are getting. Because, like, a lot of this movie is hued in, like, pink tones yeah very um kind of for better lack of word kawaii yeah kawaii and you know the music matches it it brings it to light and like during the suicide scene like the music gets tense like the gun one that the ai did Mm. but this is more like cinematography but like Lola's room gets pinker and pinker during that scene, oh, while yeah. Alice's room almost gets muted of all colors. Oh, yeah. It goes almost black and white. Like, I, I think there's some, like, really cool uh, cinema... Cinem- oh, never mind. Cinematography? So, thank you. I don't know. I'm here to back you up, man. But, like, really cool that to back up, like, some of the movie. Like, there's a lot of great direct... Di- oh, my God, my words. Yeah. But there's a lot of really good choices 
from the director to the cameraman for this movie. And I know that the writer, Isa, was very involved. Oh, nice. No, they made a good movie. It's not, again, it's not my cup of tea, but it was very well made. And, like, the gore and implied gore, like, all of it looks real, like... Again, I... the, The nose breaking scene is in my head, and it won't leave me alone. And like, and I don't like that. Not just that, but like when she slits her throat, it's oh, not yeah. over abundance of blood for that stunt. For the gun suicide, like I said, it looks like a snuff film in that moment. Yeah. So like, yeah, a lot of it is just for the show very much tongue in cheek. Like, oh, look at our special effects. But at the same time, like, awesome job. It's good. It's good work. But I, I find that Cam is a very approachable and enjoyable movie. Mm-hmm. And for being, like, a sex movie, it's very neutral. Yeah, I think what I really do appreciate about... What I do really appreciate about Cam is that I think when you first... If you haven't, if you haven't been spoiled to how the movie goes, you click onto it. And I think you have a kind of stereotype set up in your head for a murder involving, well, sex workers, right? You expect there to be a villain preying upon these, like, vulnerable people. You know, like Barney or Tinker Tom. Exactly, yeah. To be, like, killing these, like, killing these girls to eventually being, like, you know, killed by someone else. And instead, this movie, while there is while there is a nefarious entity stealing these people's identity, which is fucking terrible, there, it, the movie humanizes all of the sex workers. They're all people. They all have names. They all have personalities. And I think the movie does a great job of really kind of clearing a lot of the bad stigmatisms and stereotypes that come along with sex work. So I can appreciate that. It's just... I highly suggest it if you just want a movie to watch that's not too much or too little. Yeah. Like, it's just a good one to go to. and that's I'm, good stuff. I'm glad I still enjoyed it as much, if not more than the first time I watched it. Mm-hmm. But I think that's all I have to say on the movie Cam without just, like, kind of repeating myself. Yeah, we don't want to do that. So, the current most common way to die is being burned alive at 79 bodies. Yep. Luckily, it hasn't moved up in a second, but (laughs) we're about to uh, face a zombie movie coming up, so we'll see. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, if they are infected and are zombies, do they die by the zombification or by how their bodies as zombies die? Well... We're going to count zombification. Okay. Just for simplicity. Thank we you. are not going to count zombies that are already zombies when they come into frame. Okay. We are only going to count probably those on the train themselves if we can get oh, those yeah, numbers. Oh, yeah, watching Train to Busan. Oh, I'm so excited. I want to watch this movie. It'll be our first foreign film, too. Ooh. So we'll see how well we can keep up with notes while reading subtitles from Korean. Ah. Uh... fine be fine yeah i've watched a lot of anime i think i'll be all right yeah no and we're definitely going to watch the movie in korean with english subtitles yeah because i feel like 
you know, uh, dubbed, it's called, right? Oh, yeah, you got subbed and you got dubbed. And dubbed, there is a lot of uh, argumentation. There's a lot of emotion in I, dubbed. I think, okay, so the thing is, uh, between, uh, if you are an anime watcher, you know the age-old argument of subbed versus dubbed, okay? It's, okay, and I feel like it really depends. If you, like, Train to Busan... And I think a lot of other live action films, um, you get an actor who's speaking lines. And so when you're trying to dub that, some of that energy can be lost. But even in animation, sometimes switching from subbed to dubbed, these are all voice actors, but sometimes there is something lost with certain dubs. Maybe just there's like less skill between like the Japanese voice actor or the American voice actor. But every once in a while you'll hit something where I really recommend dubbed. If you've ever watched the anime Black Lagoon, you gotta watch it dubbed. It's the amount of fucks given is fantastic, <laughs> all right? But and they don't say that in the Japanese. So sometimes dubbed is better, but like it's it really depends on what you're watching. My yeah, opinion. And I hardly touch anime with like a 10 foot pole i'm that's fair overexposed by my older sister at a very young age so i found myself in the like not for me camp yeah well and i didn't think well maybe we should revisit that because i thought horror movies weren't for me and you've now changed my opinion i've maybe... tried to watch anime and still to this day well, i like, just don't you like full metal alchemist no you don't no don't you know that you're i can't okay I can't get past more than 10 episodes without losing interest. What? Yeah, no. What? I can read manga, though, which is okay. the weirder part. Okay, no, that's... Well, I mean, sometimes people don't like cartoons, but they'll read the, um... Graphic comic. novel. Yeah, like the comics. Yeah, no, that that's fine. I'll so, send you... Maybe I'll find, I'll find some of my favorite um, manga, and I'll send it to you. We'll see what happens. Send me Helsing or something. I'd be interested Ooh, in, like... Okay, so Helsing Monsters is really... and stuff. Okay, I will... Okay, I gotta listen now. I gotta However, listen. I don't want to go down the, the trail of Berserk, just because, like, I don't want to... I've already read Goblin Slayer. I don't need another rape-heavy anime. It's... Okay, so the thing is, is that... Berserk, if I'm remembering the anime correctly, it's not art heavy. It's just that the buildup to that scene and the betrayal kind of almost overshadows everything. It's so fucking terrible because of the betrayal that also goes with it. It's actually, no, I would, I would not. I mean, okay, Berserk is... Okay, we're gonna get so fucking off topic. Which one more thing? I'm so sorry to the people who do not give a shit about anime. Okay, but so Berserk is a really good manga slash anime, but the original writer and creator is dead, so it's never gonna get finished. And also, Berserk is a lot. It's like going into a horror movie that you know is going to deal with very heavy dark themes berserk there is never a and because again the author slash writer is dead there is no happy ending there's no brighter moments it just gets darker and darker and darker and you're just miserable and some people like the aesthetic and some people are fine with that i'm not one of those people it depresses me terribly you know i love rob zombie movies yeah. which to me, are probably the berserk manga of the yeah. horror movie community. Yep. Because, like, they embrace that uh, extreme method. Yeah. There is 
like a lot of hardcore sexual assault scenes. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of fuck you. It, it's got the hellbilly yeah. uh, vibe too, yeah. which is like trailer trash redneck metal, which <sighs> is like my favorite fucking genre I've ever stumbled upon. That's a lot. That's a lot, man. And uh. I don't know, like, as much as I'm excited to show you Rob Zombie's remake of Halloween someday, because I think it's better than the original. Yeah. I also know that you're probably not going to love that movie. Yeah. Just because, like, Rob Zombie has a very specific voice, and mm-hmm. if you're not for that voice, you're fucked. Yeah. It's kind of like uh, Junji Ito. Yeah, or no, I'm... Junji Ito. Thank you. I cannot pronounce any language, not even English. But it's kind of like where... I actually like reading, like, his manga. And I, I really... Like, it's... They have, he has very interesting stories and the storytelling and the arts and the visuals. But I could not watch the anime because watching his visuals move horrifying could not touch that i was just like oh yeah that's what there is like i can read things and be fine with it but then once we get to a visual medium i i can't really handle it at all so yeah we'll see what happens so yeah anyways the honorable second mention (laughs) is uh by various monsters at 18 bodies and I'm still a fan of the toilet lid from Saw, so that's not changing. And I believe, Grace, you're still for the corpse Yeah, group. Hush, yeah. Hush is... Uh, so fucking good. And, like, again, this is a Netflix original. Hush was only available on Netflix. The difference is Hush was not a Netflix original. Yeah. And I am so anti-streaming-only movies. Same. Because, like... The moment you have a DVD, you are preserving history. Well, I mean, the thing is, is that if for... The thing is, is that what happened with Hush, it can happen so much easier to streaming services because you can like pay for that service. You can even pay for that movie through Amazon. It's not actually yours. You don't have a digital copy of it. You don't have a physical copy of it. Like it can get deleted. It can get moved and there is nothing you can do about it. So, yeah, fuck digital-only media. Yep. Try to get copies of any of your beloved movies because my, like, nutty whack job theory is the internet won't always be here for humanity, especially closer and closer to the heat death of the universe. Yep, yep. So preserve whatever media you can. And in, like, my opinion, my thing is that I think streaming services have had a very fast rise to fame but i don't think you should rely on streaming services to watch the media you really enjoy i have all of like the ghibli films on solid i have my three favorite movies in actual dvd form and i have a couple of i have like the avatar the last airbender all dvd i also have a couple of my favorite anime all dvd because i i don't think you can really rely on a streaming service to keep your product for you you really can i don't the only streaming service i pay for is crunchyroll to watch new anime uh i pay for various ones so like you know, eat my bullet, hypocrite. At the same time, like, especially for our podcast, I, yeah. I want as many of the physical things as possible. Yeah. Just to do my part in having a 
collection. Yeah. Because physical collections are cool. Physical collections are really fucking cool. Anyways, uh, we have ranted on, prattled on, and oh done God. everything in between. Oh my God, we got so fucking... I'm so sorry. I caught into that sub versus dub tangent. And then no. I started talking about Berserker. I'm so sorry. You're good. Our next movie is going to be the Korean film Train to Busan. And it'll be our first foreign film on the podcast, but not the only one of the year, with Raw coming shortly after that. So, until next time, this is Bodies by the Numbers, a horror podcast. Bye-bye. Bye! Thank you for listening to Bodies by the Numbers, a horror podcast. Our art is done by Emmy Art on Instagram, and our music is done by Disposable on SoundCloud. Links to our socials below, and we hope to see you next time.